Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Hello again. Hey, everyone's playing together right now. <laughs> Look, there they are. Whoa, 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 stop, stop. Luno, we can't play if you bite Lufa. We don't ever want to bite our friends. Don't, don't, don't bite your friends. Don't, don't, don't bite your friends. We don't bite our friends. We don't pull their hair. Oh. 
Okay. I think Leah's fighting with her husband right now. Oh. Leah! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even Rocky calls for her. Even calls for her. He's like, no. All right, all right. We'll we'll uh, check in with Leah. Um, no. So, uh, um, let me just say, next week we will be joined by there the master. Huh? Go ahead. Hello. Go ahead. Oh, I was gonna say yes, next Leah. week's show. Hi, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> we we decided to call you the lovely Leah. And oh, I like that. I wish I was, but yeah. you're the lovely Leah. You're the lovely Leah. So like that. uh, that's your that's your new nickname. Um, so uh, check it out next week. The master. Don't call him anything less. Not sure. He is the master. Ron Fitzgerald will be joining us next week. That is groovy, cool stuff. So I am really looking forward to it because. Master Ron, I I why do I bow when I say Master Ron? <laughs> Master Ron Fitzgerald will be joining us, and it looks like uh, the Sunday after that we will be having. Hold on, hold on, hold on, because I've been I've been working hard on the show, guys. Believe it or not, I've been having fun, but I've also been working. And by the way, we are about to celebrate six years on the air of Francie and Friends. But you know what? Joe Flynn is looking at me like I'm a baby because you've been on the air how long? Well, let's see. Technically, uh... I've been doing internet radio shows for about ooh, about six, seven, eight, nine years. I've uh, done my TV show is coming up in July on the fourth of July. Uh, will be its 14th year that the show has actually been on the air. So, and hey, by the way, in the next two two weeks or so, people, it is. It is the Joe Flynn's birthday. So, um, who knows what I'm going to do. Uh, plus, we'll air the day after my birthday here on Frenzy and Friends. Plus, that day is also my oldest brother's birthday. So, and stuff like that. So, it's going to be crazy. Crazy! Um, so, I might actually say... If we can't find a guest or whoever our guest is, uh, be, be advised. I might just put it out there for anybody who's a friend of mine or whoever would like to call in just to wish me a happy belated birthday in two weeks. Feel free to do so. Okay, yeah. I'm going to do it. Okay, here we go. So, I'm holding it. I'm putting it out there, so if anyone wants to try to call in that night, feel free, whoever our guest is, you know, we'll still make them feel special, you know, because that's how I roll, and uh, <laughs> stuff like that, so, yeah. you, 
I am Mad Joe. Mad Joe skills. Ah, <laughs> uh, yo. Yeah. But hey, yeah. And, re- and remember, you know people. You know people. I do know people. Who know people? <laughs> Who know me? That's the very <laughs> thing. Yo. Hey, here's here's um. I'm I'm kind of looking at like um. All of these little clips I've got loaded on the switchboard. If anybody ever seen my switchboard, they would know that it is a wreck right now because I've got, like, so many things loaded. And we are about to celebrate our six-year anniversary. And, you know, we've had a lot of bloopers on here. Wait, Joe, you're no stranger to that, are you? Yeah. Oh, you know, as White Snake says. Love ain't no stranger either, so. <laughs> yeah, we're about to bring no Nick on. And I would, I would like to say that Tom Sawyer, not not the guy that, uh, you know, painted the fence. Mark Twain. Not, not, not the guy. Yeah, not the Mark Twain guy. Not that yeah. guy. Yeah, we're not, we don't have the Mark Twain. No, Tom Sawyer, I love his name, and his parents were, like, really cool to name him Tom Sawyer. But um, I would like to play, before we bring Tom Sawyer on, and we got to bring Nick on because there's got to be some black bedsheet news. If not, then I'm going to shoot him. So there's got to be something going on with black bedsheet books. But I would like to give everybody a little dose of what's going to be happening on our six-year anniversary because we've had bloopers out the ass. I mean, we blooper everything. And here's just a little piece of uh, little stuff I put together for our bloopers throughout the years. You guys want to hear it? Yes, sir. Okay, here we go. Let me, I, I gotta ask you this because I, I told Nick I was like I'm gonna do this. Okay. Uh, do you know why you're here? Do you? Do I know why I'm here on this radio show? Um, well, I do know what I'm doing. Several of these kind of things. I'm out promoting my new album, uh, Untamed the Songs. But if you have Love another it. notion as to why I'm on the show, I'd like to hear that. I'm chopping screwed, and I'm loving it. Oh. Okay. Um, okay, uh, I am totally losing my place. Okay. Uh, that's, that's well, that timing funny. was great. Who did that? That's why you're all in the family. That's for me. Was that the toilet? <laughs> I think so. Was that, I wonder if Nick's was the phone. Was link? <laughs> I think that was I Nick. I don't think now, now they blamed it on you, John Link, with the toilet. What's up with that? No, 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 I'm not a toilet. I'm, I'm sitting in a chair. Uh, we got David Madison here, which uh, you remember last time. Yep, I remember David. David and I have shared history from Fright Night with Stephen Jeffries. Yes, how are you doing, Craig, this lovely evening? I'm... I'm sorry, I was trying to light a cigarette, and I, I missed Q, didn't I? Oh, dear God. And and I and I learned a new word this week. What is it, queef? Queef? Yeah. Well, you t- oh, you no. You what South Park knows. And if it talks about, like, a woman's vagina, you, you scratch it, and it's a queef. You played that show, like, about four times on, <laughs> on demand. 
Okay, well, we're not going to get into that. i got to play it again now that we're talking about it. Did you guys see that episode where the women were queefing? I never knew that even existed. She's fascinated with that. I'm going to queef now. Okay. Do it. I can't. I don't know how to queef. But apparently the women on South Park can queef on cue. So, does does right. uh, does, uh, does, does John Link put that in? Oh, they're called. Never said a math for a woman's job. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not, now, now tell us about the book. All right. Um, it has nothing to do with queefing. Oh, it's nothing to do with queefing. <laughs> so there's no scratch and sniff. Oh. <laughs> it is called less queefing. Blood queefing. <laughs> you don't, you don't want that yeah. SD. You got a new book. <laughs> queefing in the field. <laughs> or or the uh the 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 children queefing. The children of the queefing. <laughs> the children of the queefing. <laughs> <laughs> I honestly do well, not know. I guess Brancy had to actually go queef. So there you go, guys. We got the six-year anniversary. Wow. Am I on mute? Are you guys there? Hello? Hello? Oh, it's on hold. Nick, how do I unhold the phone? Yeah. Are you guys there? Okay, good. I, I oh, yeah, I'm here. On hold. No, 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 no. I was just uh, listening in, kind of, sort of, of our clips. But I do, uh, I just basically put my phone down for a quick minute. Next thing you know, I uh, can hear you. No, uh, I'm just joking. I couldn't hear you guys. Okay. Oh, no, we're just, I was being quiet. Um, Wait, can you hear me? Yes, we hear you. Okay. Yeah, I don't had the phone on hold, and I didn't know I put it on hold. Nick, tell us about no, my phone. My phone yeah, did that. Yeah, my phone is right now, but we we gotta bring them on. Okay. No, my phone did that again. Okay. Okay. Importantly. Nick, tell us about Black Betsy uh, Boots. Oh yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, you know, um, I appreciate everybody listening to the last show. Uh, and I especially appreciate like my cousin and and Jake coming on and and a lot of people from that I know that relatives and such and and things. But like I said last week, I'm saying again right now I I'm overwhelmed with the fact that I'm standing in the middle of um uh of it's you know it's one thing to actually move from an apartment to another apartment. It's another thing entirely to move from an apartment into something that never existed before that you can call uh, an apartment. It's really cool. It's not just an apartment. It's a studio with all kinds of cool stuff. And we've got pretty much everything filled in. Just the other night, I cleared out my parents' backyard, which had like, it looked like a giant swap meet with all the stuff that that we have and we got it to fit nicely it looks really cool as a matter of fact i had a couple of friends come over last night we opened up the garage door to behold the spectacle of what it looks like from the street 
<laughs> it's like, uh, and it's everything that I said too. There's like a, a in the last show. There's like a teller window to to step up and buy a book. <laughs> it's like you guys gotta see it. And I did do some footage I was gonna put up, but I'm holding that off because we still need a couple of things more, and then you get to see the whole grand like thing. And in the meantime, in between all the physical stuff. I've been like taking my new computer and flooding it with my programs I use and getting it ready and stuff. And so I'll be on and active with uh, uh, black bedsheet and my online presence in just a couple of days. We just got our last cat here and he's like freaking out, but he's looking around and he's cool. We've got like all kinds of cat stuff. We've got a cool cat walk that I created that you guys got to see. Um, but uh Anyway, we're just about, like, within a day or so, uh, all moved in. There's nothing at the apartment anymore. And, yes, we got an eviction notice. We got an eviction notice really? in what? the mail. Yeah, we in got an eviction notice here, like, um, since August or July. And so, so, yeah, so our time is limited there. But there's nothing there anymore. There's, like, a tiny TV. There's a couch that we're uh, going to abandon and the recliner that I want and the big queen bed. And those are the only two things and some stuff in the patio. And that's it. I got all the cats and all the, they're, they're kind of freaking out with my parents and with, Oh my God, where am I? But all this furniture. Wow. It's like that. So that's where it went. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, but we're going to be getting back to uh, basically what all the authors and everybody really wants to know is, uh, uh, yes, I am going to be physically active with black bedsheet books uh, in the within this next week, and I'm going to be back pumping out books. And our um, guest tonight, Tom Sawyer, has a new book coming out that should have come out in October if it wasn't for this. And uh, I'm sure that he's going to be talking about it with Francie. And uh, it, Tom Sawyer, I got to tell you now, okay, my stuff's done. Now, the guest and I, I just want to say something about Tom. He's just, a, and you know, curse you, Francie, for making that stupid Huckleberry Finn Tom Sawyer thing. Yeah, I'm sure that he's heard about it since he was a kid. You know, you got to avoid stuff like that. He's heard that over and over again. But no, that, you know, the good thing about the name that, though, is you remember it. You remember it. It's not like Joe Smith. It's like some sort of you associate it with something and it gets in your head and you go, okay, that's oh, it's that guy. But um, so I mean, it's a it's a great name to have in, in this day and age. It makes you stand out. I mean, and and I'm glad that he didn't use like um, uh, another name. That's his given name, and um, uh, he didn't just wake up and say, okay, I'm gonna going to become a writer i'm going to name myself tom sawyer that's that's what i'm going to do <laughs> it's just as fate would have it the guy is an excellent excellent writer a great horror writer you guys got to check out his stuff shadows from the dark is a great bram stoker kind of like a not a sequel but it it's the same kind of substance it and it's in that that Time period, and uh, I'm sure he's going to talk about that too. He's going to come out with new stuff, like I said, with Black Bedsheet Books. I can't recommend him enough. So, so people, please pay attention to this interview. It's going to be great. 
Um, and, uh, you know, uh, anything else with Black Bedsheet, I'm going to put online and I'm going to start getting together with people online, like via Facebook and emails and stuff. And you're going to see a lot of new photos. And we're going to have um, this week a great, like, um, like a before and after kind of video thing on YouTube that's about 15 minutes long about everything that I've been doing these last few months. So without further ado, Francie, you've got to get this phenomenal writer to talk to you. Well, I thought that you were doing such a great job, but without further ado, we are not talking about the Tom Sawyer who painted a fence, or was that Ralph Macchio? <laughs> who, who's more famous for painting a fence right now? What do you guys think? Go Tom Sawyer it. or Ralph Macchio? Uh, Tom Sawyer. Ah, there we go. It is Tom Sawyer. Hey, buddy, how you doing? Not too bad. With the intro like that, boy, that's pretty uh, pretty spectacular. But it helps well, to have a built-in know, pen name, too. <laughs> well, right. if, there's, if, if there's one thing that uh, I can say is that, you know, if Nick, like, pushes a writer if he believes in a writer he's going to be like yes yes get on this get on this and now tell us about the book well shadows in the dark well it was kind of my take on a traditional vampire novel i was very influenced by the hammer pictures in the 50s and 60s and ingrid pitt and all that and i thought it'd be kind of cool to hammerize kind of an american uh version of it and have you know kind of come to the new world in the 1800s and or towards the turn of the century 1890s actually and kind of uh uh just have them decide to come to the new world new york and then head west and some of the best way to travel west was on the great lakes so i thought well that'd be kind of I mean, living in Michigan, there's a lot of history and lore and stuff with the Great Lakes and stuff. So I figured out how to figure out how to get that transferred here. And um, there's a Great Lakes historian who wrote books called Haunted Lakes. His name's Frederick Stonehouse, and I caught a, kind of a sliver of a story that he'd had in one of his books. And yeah, I can I hammerize it and add my touches to it, and then you know, there you go. I mean, it. Uh, I thought, well, I'll change it up and have it be a female lady vampire and, you know, yeah. go from there. Uh, you that's, know, actually, that's actually kind of cool. I, I I lived in Michigan, too, and, you know, I know the trials of living in Michigan. And the, well, we got, like, like the sand dunes, the woods, the <laughs> urban setting, and the history is just kind of rife with the strange, the weird, the wonderful, and, you know, I'm not saying the state's better than any other, but it just for me, it's kind of a good, the Great Lakes area is a good ground for local legends and stuff to place that, have that in that setting. Actually, I, I, I do kind of agree with you because Michigan has gone through a lot of hard times. I mean, they're, like, basically trying to shut Michigan down. Like, Michigan is basically like hit bankruptcy levels on all types. Oh yeah. Am I, I right mean, about it's, that? It's been a kind of rough few years here for it, yeah. 
But I just yeah, think so, as a location, you know, it's kind of great backdrop for horror. I just think it's, I mean, yeah. there's so many, you got the, something from the bot could be coming from the bottom of the lake or, you know, just the history is, you know, from the pioneer days to even current day. Uh, just to yeah. give you an example, my grandmother delivered mail to the Purple Gang in the 30s. Oh, wow. <laughs> you, know, you know, and it was, you know, she said if it wasn't for that, they weren't bad. They, it made a difference between a good Christmas and a great Christmas because they tipped. But it was, that murdering thing was kind of bad. <laughs> you know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that, that, yeah that usually happens. <laughs> so, But I, I guess... Yeah. Uh, I wanted to write shadows because I was kind of, uh, uh, you know, I was kind of get. I, I don't begrudge the Twilight books or anything and their success. I mean, I wish every author success, but I kind of wanted to go back to the traditional evil, yeah. seductive <laughs> evil person vampire that kills people. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I, I was gonna say, please, but I, I I read your book and I love your book. It's a fantastic book. And I was going to, you know, just to keep the audience on edge, I was going to say, please tell me they don't sparkle. Oh, sh- Like Twilight? Like Twilight? Yeah! yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, even my wife said it was kind of female empowering being as a lady vampire, and she basically made her own, you know, she didn't take guff from anybody, really. I mean, she was pretty strong-willed in her, you know, even though she was evil, she was set, you know. Yeah. Yeah. You know, she was she was kind of a pre-feminist feminist, really. I mean, so, yeah. I mean, that was, you know, that was kind of good because when I see her, a woman's like, oh, yeah, that was a pretty strong-willed, you know, good, drawn, fleshed-out character. You know, and it's kind yeah. of nice having her be that evil and well men are my prey so you know yeah that that's kind of cool that you're talking about this and i hope that maybe next week you might call in um ron fitzgerald is going to be on the show and he loves vampires and everything in fact he's he's a gothic magician and actor um one thing that he said and is exactly what you're saying and he said it on the show is Dracula was not a nice man. <laughs> he no, did not. not at all. No. no. He's an evil man. So yeah. why is he becoming a sex symbol all of a sudden? And it's kind I think of like trying wow, to kill the sixteen-year-old girls. Yeah, he has a sixteen. Yeah, that's true. You get a eight uh, eighteen-year-old boy to play a vampire, and wow, mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. Yep. Yeah, and, and I, I and Stanky Brown, who we're about to also get on the show, he was talking about vampires, and I'm not, you know, trying to push shows. I'm, I want to promote huh? you, but what he said is, I love the old Dracula. I love Dracula because back in the day, he didn't have a curfew. No. <laughs> he didn't have to be back home at seven o'clock. <laughs> you know. So, you know, and and it looks like from what I've seen in your book, and I've read a lot of it, is you didn't bring it in that perspective. And that's what I love, is that you brought the vampire back. 
Yeah, I had fellow writer friends tell me it was kind of, well, that's that John, it's dead, it's no pun intended, but it's, you know, it was nobody re, nobody wants to see any more vampire stories. I'm thinking, are you kidding me? That's kind of the most popular one. If you can do a different take exactly. or a twist on it, it's always, I, I think, traditional horror, I mean, you know, you think people be tired of zombies, but, you know, they're not. And it's same with vampires or werewolves or whatever. I mean, you got to... If you can put a different take or twist on it, you might be able to, you know, pull it off. You know, exactly. pull it off. And and yeah. I, I just thought it was a different setting because most times, like I said, I always thought the Hammer movies with Christopher Lee and Ingrid Pitt were all very, very stylistic and very entertaining. And, you know, that's kind of where I cut my teeth watching this stuff. Well, I'd like to write one of these one of these days, you know, and, you know, yeah. I just think somebody, wow. something movie like The Vampire Lovers and, the, you know, yes. the the Carmilla stories were, you know, that was kind of a basis of what, oh, Ingrid, kind of picture Ingrid Pitt and go from there, you know? <laughs> oh, yeah. I agree. And for any of those people who have never, ever seen a Hammer Horror film, shame on you. You should go <laughs> seek those out. I oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I still think they hold up pretty well. Yeah. No, seriously, for for a horror host, horror fan, and all that, and, you know, uh, growing up, as Tom probably and I will agree, uh, some of those Hammer movies were full of great atmosphere, music, uh, cinematography, acting, you name it, it's... It's in those films. Oh, yeah, definitely. People can admire. You know, not, you know, I'm not knocking any movie makers or whatnot or writers who write about whatever they want to write about. It's just like, hey, I agree. There's like, you know, horror books that you go like, hey, yo, cool, great, another good vampire story or a zombie book or a werewolf or a witch novel, you know, you name it. Hey, it's kind of cool that someone's kind of trying to take a reimagination of a different style of a vampire or a werewolf or Frankenstein, you know, stuff like that. I mean, I'm, I'm kind of a fan of the Underworld film, so I think they took that to a different kind of take, you know, with them being at war with vampires and werewolves being at war. So I thought that was kind of an interesting take. Movies were awful. Yes. Yeah, I I was going to say when you were talking about the underworld, oh my gosh, my nieces back home, Brittany and Michaela, they were like obsessed with those. I, you guys can shoot me now. I didn't see any of them. Shoot me now. Oh, man. Because I didn't have time (laughs) And they were like, oh, Francie, you got to watch The Underworld with us. And I'm like, I got to go. And they were like, no, you got to watch The Underworld. And, yeah. so It was an interesting yeah, different I, take. I, I liked I how they, you know, it was, it was, it was, I thought they did it well. Yeah, right. that's. I mean. Uh, so, go ahead. So, yeah, I think that's interesting that you kind of brought that up. It's, it's uh, you know, because there is like a mixed culture 
of vampires, werewolves, zombies, and everything. And pretty soon, I want to see an action adventure where they all fight together. Or oh, all fight together. Cool. Yeah. They have? Oh my gosh, I am so, like, out of the norm all of a sudden. Nick, I gotta watch more movies. You know what? You know what I thought was another another interesting take on, on, on vampires? It was a comedy that I loved. Was um, it was a George? It was with George Hamilton years ago. Uh, Love at First Bite. Yeah. Oh, I did see that. That. Oh my or, gosh! That he 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 uh he sucks the blood from that wine. I was like, I feel sick. Oh my god! Gary, Love at First Bite. <laughs> Oh, I or, am so uh, behind in my vampire movies, aren't I? Yeah. Or Jimmy Dracula, Carrey Leslie Nielsen doing Dead and Loving It. Dracula Dead and Loving It. Yeah. Oh, I'm hitting my head in shame right now. But, I guess I just wanted to write kind of my take on a traditional vampire, because that was always kind of my goal, was to kind of do a traditional, in that sense, vampire book, you know, and maybe go back another you know, in the future and go kind of hit some of the other, you know, I, I mean, I've done a traditional ghost story in my first book that I'm revising, you know, compared to what my first one to this one, boy, have I improved as a writer. That's not to brag. That's just a, whoa, <laughs> world of difference. Yeah. Yes, yeah. we always look back and say, well, wait a minute. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, I want to put that in my newest book. That chapter three. You know what, now, movie? Now, you know, you know, there's something I gotta, I gotta ask you this question because you know, I got my little book. I'm not gonna mention it because this show is all about you. Um, have you ever like read back at your book and you'll be like, "Holy crap! I actually wrote that. That's yeah. pretty badass." Yeah, with my first <laughs> book, I was like, you know, I was like. Oh man, that's like I had to, I pulled it and I self-published it back in 1999 or 2000, and I was like, oh man, this needs this needs a machete to it, <laughs> you know. <laughs> it just I, I go, thank God I've gotten better. I'm glad I kept writing and getting better. <laughs> you know, that is. I need to treat it like really... a zombie and kind of hack it with like a machete. Oh, we. Machete in <laughs> and then there's some stuff that I've written in the past. I kind of look at it and go, "Yeah, that was pretty good." You know, it's, I think it goes both ways. You know. Yeah. It's kind of like, oh, I should have done this one this way now, and oh, I should have done that. And then you're like mm-hmm. reading like the next sentence. You're like, "Wow, that's pretty badass." Wow, Ooh. I actually wrote that. Yeah. Like I fucking kick ass. Yeah, I also like to throw in a little elements of humor in, like, like in Shadows of the Dark. When they're sailing through the Straits of Mackinac, and this one character is, can you ever see them building a bridge from one peninsula to the other? And the other one goes, no, not in a million years. You know, just little touches <laughs> of subtle humor. Oh, you know. <laughs> and and you're so when you the come up with it, time capsule. Time capsule. Now, yeah, now hey, Tom, you know, honestly... How many times did you, uh, you know, like, give yourself a little shrug in the shoulder saying that was brilliant? Uh, probably a couple that I thought was pretty good. Uh, there's <laughs> one scene where my vampire gets a victim, and I won't elaborate any more than that, but 
she just bites him in a different place. Uh, <laughs> goodbye. Yeah. <laughs> and my, my sister-in-law kept going on about that particular scene, and she goes, and she kept laughing about it. I was like, yeah, well, you know, that was pretty good. I had another friend that wrote erotic horror, and I read him the scene, and he, I'm proud of you. You did good. You know, so it's kind of funny. Oh shoot! Yeah, it's but. it's kind of like you're you're like my dad. He would read a couple of things that I would be writing, and he was like, and you know, I I know I knew that it flopped when he was like, oh, were you trying to make a joke here? And I'm like. No, not really. Erase <laughs> that. <laughs> I try to let my wife read all of my most of my all my stuff. Some of the short stories she doesn't get to right away, but my books because she's brutally honest, and I know if it passes muster with her, I've done all, yeah. I've done good. You know, that's, yep. that's just that, like that's... Jill. She's my barometer for if it. You know. Yeah, that. And my dad has such a dry sense of humor. I did come up with a joke one time with my dad, and I told it to him as we were strolling through Walmart, and he actually went, huh, huh, huh. I was like, you're laughing at my joke. That was funny. And he was like, it was okay. I was like, no, you won't. <laughs> so I kind of, you know, so that's when I realized that if I was going to, like, write any comedy, I should probably let my dad read it first. And he was like, oh, are you trying to be funny here? I'm like, no. no. I think comedy is tough to write. I think it's. I think horror is easy in comparison to comedy. Because yes. I've known some comedy writers, and one did wrote comedy for a local horror show host. He did Wolfman Max Tiller driving here in Michigan for a while, and it was like, I don't know how to do it, man. That's tough to come up with some of that stuff. I, you know, and I'm laughing at his stuff. I just, it's just tough. Yeah. I mean. <laughs> What's that saying yeah. in Hollywood? Uh, dying is easy. Comedy is what's tough. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's easier to be the villain than it is to be the bad guy. I mean, the I comic so, right? it's, it, Yeah. No, it'd be easier to be the villain than uh, to be the hero. But sometimes, hey, it could go either way. Definitely not yeah. fun. Yeah, I mean, that's what's like, great about hey, horror is you can write a really evil, bad character. Give them all the all this you know baggage and whatever, and they're kind of more interesting than the good guys. The hero, I mean, yeah, people, people you know, are like you know, you know, people are dressing up more like Darth Vader than they are, uh, mm-hmm. I don't know, Luke Skywalker or Darth yeah. Maul. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I've had a couple alive, conventions this summer, and you know, some of them with. Depth. I mean, like uh, I've seen a lot of like Game of Thrones. I've seen a lot of characters dress up like the villains or the bad guys, or at least Khaleesi, the, the good one. Yeah. You know, then I did the good characters. Yeah, oh, yeah. It's, it's kind of like um, horror conventions. There's more Michael Myers, aliens, uh, Freddy Krueger, yeah. Jason, and Jamie Lee Curtis. I mean, who's oh, you know. Lord. Or Jigsaw. It's all of ending. Ah, um, uh, Jigsaw. Yeah, so, know, it's yeah. Like, yeah. It's, it's sort of so, like, yeah. you know, I know I know what Tom's talking about because uh, being somewhat not really an actor per se, 
I played like a homeless guy, and then I played a villain. You know, which is on people go like, what? Joe Flynn? Uh, you play a bad guy? No way. And you swear? I'd rather play a bad guy. <laughs> it's more fun. You can have more fun. You get to be. You get to do more things oh, yeah. to people. Well, that's true. Uh, that's all true too. Is that you never know what to expect. You know, it, you know, it comes down to the script, the writing, and all that. And just like with books or a screenplay, however you write it, you know, and you get it done. Hey, that's cool. You know. And uh, Tom, what are you working on next? That's the question I got. Well. Uh, I will ha- be having. Uh, um, uh, I'm revising my first book, The Lighthouse, which I'm take kind of get re-editing that. Having my son look at it because he has a different set of eyes. Um, uh, I got a manuscript for a book called Whiteout coming out that deals with. There's something in a. a I took a Native American legend called the Weendigo, and I have it take place on I-75 yeah. in Michigan during a bad snowstorm, and it's gets people. So that that should be coming out this year. I'm, right now I'm currently writing three collections of short stories. And this is going to sound complicated, but or hopefully not too. One's all based in Michigan. It's all stories that take place in Michigan, or the, at least the Great Lakes around Michigan. The other one All the Great is, Lakes lead in Michigan. Well, you know, like Lake Michigan, Huron, yeah. Erie, and Superior, but... Right. I, I totally then, agree with you. I, I think that's a great setting. Okay, I'll I'll be quiet. Oh no, that's fine. Uh, um, and then the next one I'm writing is uh, my writing influences. I'm trying to write stories in the vein of, say, Rod Serling, H.P. Lovecraft, Poe, and it's called. I'm going to call that the Many Realms of Darkness. Right. Because those are my writing. You know, those are the guys that influenced me to be a writer, and I try to do stories, if if not. Well, in their vein, at least take my take on some of their stories, like Poe's Oval Portrait. I had written a couple of years ago for somebody who was doing a thing in Poe's Shadow, a friend's doing an anthology on Poe. So I took the Oval Portrait and changed it and made my own, you know, kind of did my take on it. And the third hey. one's called, is a collection of science fiction stories, and it's called The Thing from Uranus. Yay! <laughs> We you know, all kind of have my... to have a book about Uranus, especially yeah. me. Well, I thought the yeah, title no, was catchy, and my wife didn't like the title, but the publisher said, yeah, that's a catchy title, you know, because it's all science fiction stories or, you know, kind of on that vein. Yes. And that's a cool title, I admit it. You know, if, if I could have hey, thought hey, of a uh, title, hey, I would have taken it. Go Pardon? Hey, hey, Tom. Yeah. It's Nick. Hi, Nick. How's it going? Hey, pretty good. Hey, say, say, I've been dying to, like, butt in, and I've been listening. But uh, I've been, uh, i got to ask you a question. Okay, here it goes. you got to answer it. Okay. How badly do you want to be a writer? How, what was that again? How badly do you want to be a writer? Um, I don't know. It's probably. I, I guess I joke that I, if you cut open my veins, there'd probably be ink in them. So, uh, it's what I do in my free time, lunch breaks, in the evening when we're watching TV. I'm, I got my legal pad out and I'm writing longhand. 
you're writing out stories and stuff. So I, I guess I'd say bad, badly. Well, you know what? You know, that's a trick question. And I, I thought about it before. I, 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 and I'll probably ask this of every writer that I really thought about it before. It's a, it's in, it's a genuine trick question. Because, you know, the answer um, was really great. I mean, you know, you it and everything. But the, 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 the genuine answer is simple. I already am. Oh, yeah, that's true. I guess, yeah, I must be because I already am. I, you know, I mean, I'm I, still I doing it. So. <laughs> you know, what, what are you talking about? I already am a writer. I've done this. Done, what, what are you talking about? Oh, I am. Okay, I stepped away for a second, and I love it when I can tell that Nick is, like, really serious. He has this look on his face, and he has this body position. And I was talking to Nick's parents just for a second, and I came back out here, and he had this, like, really serious look on his face, and he does this body, and he does his little hand. Did you know that, Nick? That you do. This is what you look like when you answer just, a serious question. I just look like an Italian, although I'm not like, Italian. I just yeah, with my... I, I know when he's asked something serious when I come like back. Like Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> yeah, and he was like, I already am. And I'm mm-hmm. like, okay, Nick was just asked something serious. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna. Not to, sorry, Tom, not to put you on the spot, but yes, you are. Oh no, you that's are. fine. I, I, I didn't. I, I guess I answered the question wrong, or not in the context I was hearing it. But yeah, I already There's am. So I guess that is bad. I mean, it's just badly. I'm kind of screwing with you, but but you are though. <laughs> you know, um, but I, I, but um, uh, the point of doing that as a career. And really making a living doing that and doing what you love to do, and, and there's a whole set of, set of answers and sub questions to that. But you already are, so you're on the road to doing what you love to do. I mean, you, look at you. I mean, those of you that don't know that are listening, he goes to conventions. He, he's got books. He came across me. He's already had books. Be itself. And then uh, there's some other things that are in the work with you. And so you're active, whereas some people just aren't. They say, okay, I got this book. Uh, let's see if it sells. I'm not going to do anything about it. You're really passionate. You're good at what you do, like uh, Shadows from the Dark. It's not just what you guys talked about. It's It's a very well-written book, and it's not a contemporary book. You said it back in the Stoker um, era, and um, uh, it's all kind of shit, which, you know, which would make it very well, very well directed, given the director a very, very good independent film. Just like, uh, it just has a few sets of shit, you know, and uh, just some good character actors, and there you go. Um, it's just the characterization, being that impressed with a book is on that ship. And, and instead of like a, a male antagonist like Dracula, you made it a female. And geez, the the whole thing is just, it, and you want to 
uh, I, I take a lot of it from the Hammer films, and you know, you could see it as a Hammer movie, and you know, that's just a drop in the bucket uh, compared to the other stuff that you write, also. And the things that you're coming out with. It's not just, you know, oh, I'm Tom Sawyer. I've got this great book, and that's it. You've got, like, going on. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. I have to admit, though, I, I started off as a newspaper person, and that's I, I learned one thing from newspapers, and I try to apply it to when I write books and short stories, that in the lead for a newspaper, if you don't get them in the first sentence or the first paragraph, you're not going to grab them. So my goal well, is explain some things because you have to be literate in order to make a living doing that, doing anything that's you know requires you to um, to read <laughs> anything, to actually um, uh, uh, express yourself in words and sentences, and and to make it like just you know perfect in the way that you want and stuff like that, mm-hmm. which, which is an art. Yeah, I have a personal philosophy. If I I got to grab you in that first paragraph or page to, and then give you a nice, nice, uh, nice ride or something through the novel, you know, or the story. I want to take you on kind of a grab you, hold of you, and pull you through to where you don't want to put it down. So hopefully, I've done that. Exactly, and actually having a background in it almost, uh, to any degree, I mean, that actually gives you a leg up in experience yourself on paper cool that you have that background I couldn't hear you because I think your phone was breaking up a little bit uh oh oh okay okay that explains yeah (laughs) yeah but uh, I mean background uh, um, uh, journalism and stuff that that actually uh, flex your muscles enough I mean you just out of nowhere and write a great book. Uh, you know, you have to have a lot of experience writing, writing anything. Um, so, yeah, I think yeah. I think that was probably my biggest help because it's like it taught me. Because I've read some stories, it's like it took forever to get into them. I'm thinking, man, you're 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 trying to get my attention away from TV or movies. And I'm thinking I'm competing with that. I got to grab a hold of you. And take you on the most entertaining, wildest ride I can in the written word. So hopefully, I can achieve that. You know, just to give you an example, I have a book called Fire Sale, and the first letters, the first sentence was "There was death in the night." I like to grab a hold of you right away with that first sentence, or if I can, and then, you know, and like take you on a wild ride. Second stormy night. You know, have, have you seen, uh, it, of course, uh, Throw Mama from the Train with Billy Crystal struggling with yeah. that first sentence? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, that's, that's really true. That's true. It is. For all of I mean, you can write all the other scenes, but until you get that opening scene, that first page, that first paragraph, that's once you get, I think once you get past that, everything kind of, and once in a while you'll hit a snag here and there to, for, you know, at least keeping things in the proper order or, you know, at least keeping the story consistent or a continuum or whatever. But that first paragraph, it's like, if you don't get it, you're stuck. I remember that movie too. Oh, it's okay. It's a kid's book. It's a pop-up book. And he's, he was he was about to kill him because he, he thought he was telling the whole story with the whole plan to kill the wife and the mother and everything. Mm-hmm. And, and, oh, and, yeah. 
He's up. Remember um, at the end what happened? Oh no, but it's okay. It's just a kids book. It's just a pop up book. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not sure what you're talking about. There's an actual book about a killer that you actually read to kids. It's from a movie that actually uh, they're trying to put out into a book. Which is a pop-up book. It's a child story, what, what, and it's what, on. What movie? Which movie is this? this Throw mama is, from the uh, train. Called... Yeah, it's a robot from the train. Train. Billy Crystal oh, and Danny DeVito. Yeah, that's it. No, no. Throw mama from the. Oh, oh, I'm talking about the. Okay, you link. lost me for a second. You know, I'll send a little you the link. That, that was in the movie. Okay, I thought it was an actual movie. But it's, Conversation, but I do have an idea that I got notes for. I'm, I'm going to probably get to it in another couple of years. It's another vampire story, but I want to write it like Bram Stoker did Dracula with from letters, journal entries, notes. But it's called the Werewolves of Dracula. It's about a German SS unit going into the, the Transylvania province of Romania and garrison right. the town, and they kind of had to pull out real quick because. This evil group is dealing with something even worse. So, I was just wondering that, if you thought that sounded yeah, interesting. A, this is going to be a series of letters. Yeah, it would be like reports back to their main unit. You know, we are doing. You know, we are garrisoning the town and getting rid of partisan activity. And they hardly see anybody during the day, but they see a lot more at night. So, and they start gradually losing. Men in their little platoon. Oh wow, that that sounds pretty. You, you know that sounds. Pretty, you, you should have a character in there that that actually actual Satan, and and he's like mole. <laughs> that then, yeah. you know, you strike that reverse. It's just uh, you know, like, like when other writers are talking to me about their ideas and <laughs> I immerse something in. Hey, I know what you could do with that. <laughs> well, I think that's going to be the tough part because i got to kind of go for how the, the let, you know, certain, you know, certain high command reports and how they did military reports in that era and stuff. Kind of got to do a little bit of research and homework. So I love incorporating history, actual history, into some of the, the horror stories I write to basically try to give them some believability or realism. Yeah, you can't do anything like that off the cuff. You have to like do research so you can immerse, mm-hmm. you know, and make it believable. Um, if you're doing any kind of piece or something that you don't know about, you know, outside of the, your yeah, I had to look up nautical yeah. terms and stuff for shadows in the dark. I had to 
learn a little bit about the Great Lakes and the shipping and a little bit at least to give that some some at least their terminology and their slang would fit into the you know, to the storyline. But that's what I thought when I first read it too. I thought you you know, surely this guy did some research doing it because that the thing shadows in the read other stories, other novels that are like that that I've rejected and the thing about yours was you actually immersed uh the read that time period. Uh which is fantastic yeah. for me. That's that's what I was looking for. And that's you know, anything that that uh reads it would appreciate that. Yeah, I even asked people that had their own like they had their own yachts and stuff and talked to them and stuff like that and asked them what you know, different terms and like I never heard the term brooch before, other than it being a, um, being a like a metal a, a brooch or a jewel piece of jewelry. You know, I never heard it. You know, some of these terms is like, wow, what is that? You know, can you explain what that is? And will I be using this correctly? So they were very helpful that way. Yeah, it shows in your work the amount of time and. And trying to immerse somebody into the world. So, I mean, you have to. I mean, um, and it actually educates you while you're doing it. It's amazing. You come out like a, a a person that suddenly has this great new book that's, uh, that you finished, but you throughout the process come back in in your research. No, well, yeah. his shadows in the dark has been around for about a well, year or so. And I think there's something different when you make a female the protagonist as opposed to the male, because I don't know something about it being, you know, is it possible to be uh, much more sexier or more deadlier? You know, like kind of like a Black Widow syndrome type thing, you know, where. In some ways, they're deadlier yeah. than the male counterpart. Yeah, they kind of tried to do that in Fright Night too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't yeah. know if it worked as well, but you know. Okay, good idea though. I, I think of a movie like like turn it around, and make it the same. I think of a movie like the ha- the Vampire Lovers with Ingrid Pitt. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, okay. I was going to say, here's a quote for your book. Are you ready? Yep. Are you ready, Tom? Yep. Hey, baby. See what Tom's cooking for dinner. Got it? Because you're talking it. about the sexiness. Yeah, your book is... Okay. Yeah, okay, bad joke. No, your book is okay. sexy. It's a very... very well, that's breaking up. Are you there? Um, yeah, not much better, Francie. Okay. Yeah, I was kind of getting a breaking up there, too, for a little bit. Yeah, that's why I'm kind of kept quiet. Oh. It's like, but, okay, you're back. Hold on. Then, I heard I think, my clothes. So nobody heard my clothes? Uh, no, we heard your quote. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah, okay. That quote. I'll come up with something better. <laughs> it's it's a very well written book, and I love Thank it. You. 
Yes. And, uh, by the way, uh, before uh, this continues, I do have to say the movie that uh, Leo is thinking of, uh, and I'll, I'll spell out the lettering because this is a new horror film that's out on demand right now and stuff like that. It's based on a little pop-up uh, child story. It's called The Bad Doc. Uh, B-A-B-A-D-O-O-K. Uh, you can look up the trailer off of YouTube. Um, it's sort of like about a mom and son and uh, there's a little book or the story the little kid starts to read and it's kind of not a nice story sort of and they're trying to put it into an actual book so as a pop-up book so there yeah I've been seeing ads on it on Facebook it sounds interesting yes so that's, that's what I think uh, Leo is thinking of, uh, you know, the movie-wise. And that's why I just decided, oh, I should look it up and spell, make sure I spell it right. Or I'll be like, going like, hey, that joke guy didn't know what he's talking about. Thank you. Uh, but I do know everyone should pick up Tom's book or any of his lovely books. Do it now before I have to get back into the chopper. Bad <laughs> oh, <that> Arnold. <laughs> Never mind. But, but yeah, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I think I'm doing a collections of short stories to try and buy me some time for the ne- to get the next novels done, so I can keep putting stuff out there. Because when I go to conventions, I've been really lucky and fortunate that enough people have bought my books. They're always asking, "What do I? What have I got out this year?" Yeah. Yeah. Hey, no. I, I love that's actually a, a really good point. Yeah. Most of my customers yeah, are repeat customers. Yeah, it, and you got to keep those repeat cup, uh, uh, customers. Um, I yeah, would love to say hi to Heather from Florida, better known as Miss Pretty, who's in the chat room. Um. So. I was born in Florida. It's actually pronounced Florida. Oh. Um, yeah. Uh, so she's been listening to the whole, the show the whole time, and she she loves what you're saying. She loves your enthusiasm. Oh, very good. Thank you. Oh, hopefully yeah. if she's a writer. She gets has that enthusiasm too. It, yeah, yeah. Exactly. So, you have um, to. I mean, once you get going, it's 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 addicting. You got to keep going, you know. Yeah. Now, now let me ask you this because I'm trying to write Werewolf the sequel, and writing a sequel, would you say that it is harder to write a sequel than it was the first? Hmm. I don't know. I guess it depends on where you left off at because. I have a book that I wrote on a whim called The Last Big Hit, and that's about a military government hitman, kind of a meaner version of James Bond, only American, and he a little rougher, and he's supposed to sign to take out the Antichrist. Oh, wow. And so the first one left it open-ended, but I thought, you know, this would be a pretty good trilogy. i got to figure out where to pick up on because now he's on the run after doing the hit, so... 
and he's with yeah. his uh, love interest who, you know, they're kind of on the run now. And, you know, so it's yeah. like, okay, how do I have this continue on? Yeah. You know? Yeah. And, and I, tell me, you've seen the movie Misery, right? Yeah. Okay. And you've probably read the book, too. It's kind of like Kathy Bates. When he like uh, cut cut the oh what do you call it? he cut the character and she was like screaming on his bed and raising it up and down and saying he didn't get out of that cock a duty car you robbed me yeah does that well, I guess- turn- I think you got to kind of yeah, do an outline, I guess, to see how. you got to kind of do an outline or something if you're going to do a sequel and kind of figure out how is this going to follow, you know, and then go yeah. from there. Yeah. Yeah, and you're kind of like, I don't want to cheat the audience. Oh, okay, so yeah. he finally did that. So somebody that read the book the first time and they read the sequel, it's going to be like, no, no, that's not how it happened. We've been robbed. He didn't get yeah. out of the duty car. Oh, yeah. 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 Okay. I was just wondering with you with writing a sequel, is it kind of difficult for you, you know, to write a sequel for something that you've already written? I would say so, yeah. I would say... It, it would be because you kind of like Shadows of the Dark. Dark. Some, one of my friends told me she goes, "You ought to open it up and do a continuation. Maybe have this, this, and this happen." And I go, "Well, I kind of left it where that's possible, but I don't know if I want to. I want to kind of keep it its own little separate, you know, world. Right. I guess you know. I mean, yeah. I wrote. I mean, when I like Dark Harbors was a collection of short stories." But they all take place around the same time, but they're different short stories. They're not vampires. They're like a werewolf story, a mummy story, a zombie story. You know, I run the gamut of the horror realm there. But it's like yeah. I don't want to. I don't want to kind of change that. Uh, no, I don't know. Sometimes it depends on the story. I think you have to really think hard about it. And do I really want to do this? Will this cheapen the first one, or will the second one be as good? That's what yeah. I think you got to look at. Yeah. Yeah, that's another problem. You know, that's why, you know, you take certain stories or books, you know, like from the Harry Potters to Twilight. Did I just say Twilight? Yeah. Uh, you know, or entering yeah, with a vampire. You know. <laughs> Interview with the Vampire, you know, any of those books. Yeah. And, you know, in in hindsight, you know, maybe, you know, the authors thought, yeah, I'm going to do a sequel, sequel, or a trilogy, you know, so people can say, here, here's like my three stories. Thank you. Good night, you know. Yeah. Yeah, you 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 really you really can't do it. I mean, it's you you can't cut any corners, and you got to go back to the first book you read. You're like, 
Oh wait a minute! Did this did did that happen in the first one? Oh wait, I got to go back and read that. Oh okay, right. no, I delete that whole paragraph. You, you know, kind of ironic. Want to have the reader feel cheapened. I mean, you want the reader to feel more intrigued than anything, than cheapened. You don't want to make the reader feel like, oh, I'm an idiot. Go ahead, Tom. Yeah. Well, what's kind of ironic is Shadows in the Dark, originally I was going to write it in modern day, where they were working on an area near the lakeshore, and they inadvertently dig up a wreck, and they find this huge, uh, like a timber or part of the ship or something or a shard that was through a skeleton that was you know basically impaled a skeleton and it lets loose a vampire where they dig it up and pull it out of the ground and stuff and I thought no that's kind of you know I thought boy that'd be nice but it's like there's no back history there's no you know it'd be too short I think you know yeah so I mean, if I was to do a sequel, I would, which I don't plan on it or will, probably I'm 99% sure I wouldn't write a sequel to Shadows in the Dark. It would have had to have been, you know, from, you know, like there's areas of ships that have been on the shores that are partly under the sand and stuff that are sticking out, and that'd be the only way. Not to give too wow. much away, but, you know... But I yeah. don't see that happening. You know, that's just, you know, like Werewolf 2, I, I, you know, God, I just figure maybe if there's, if there's, it's like mice or rodents. If there's one, there's got to be two, you know, or, you know, or more. You know, or more, you know, maybe, you know. That's what that's what my feel my feeling would go to if we're thinking to do a sequel for Werewolf. Yeah. Wait, did you read Werewolf? Not yet, I haven't. I'm trying to get to it. Oh, you should read Werewolf. I gotta send. I gotta send you an e-copy. I got. I. I got a way that I'm gonna let it go. I want to read because I love werewolf stories. So. And I can. I I I kind of put a spin on it a little bit. Like. You know, there's no. I'll, mm-hmm. I'll send you an e-copy. But I, I, you know, I, I. Well, thank you. I, I got to because I, I need. To, I want to do my own werewolf story in the future, and that kind of puts a spin on it. I did write a short werewolf story, but I'd like to. Oh, you know, oh. Like yeah, to have it somewhere yeah. up in the UP or something, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So, so tell us more yeah. about your werewolf story. About mine? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, the one short story I wrote was called The Log of the Superior Queen, and basically it's a ship leaving, I think, Duluth for Detroit in 1890, the same time as my vampire novel, and the ship gets a new crewman, and they're in a storm, and they're realizing that one of their crewmen went down below, and he ends up getting, you know, eviscerated by this by something, and they're trying to figure out what it is, and as they're sailing through the storm, well, actually, it, it's this lighthouse keeper's reading the log of the ship that wrecked during the storm, and he's 
they had two survivors, you know, and he's trying to, you know, he's going through the log to see what happened. And the log is telling about how their crewmen are getting picked off one by one. And they, they don't realize that it's, there's some kind of, you know, it's some kind of demon wolf like thing that's on the ship. It, you know, finally midway through, wow. you, get this, you know, but it's written in journal, you know, like, log form where he's from uh, I lost my the you know lost a crewman and my cook got so scared during the uh, this during the from what was down below deck that he jumped overboard during the storm you know so I want to read that it should I think it should be in dark harbors uh, yes so yeah, yeah. I, I could I could send that to you too. I mean, it's, I, one, of my, I, it's I, one of my I, favorite short ones. Well, wow, I, like about, I, I, I can't wait to read that, actually. I think that's going to be fascinating. So but if I, I you like to read other authors so I can learn from them, might. too. Yeah. I like, like I said, I like to read other authors because like, you can learn from them and, you know, it's like, oh, that's, that's pretty good. I wish I could think of this and this and it's it's always that's what I think what's good is that you can always learn and yeah I can adapt something like this into another story or you know you know I'm not saying yeah. plagiarism I'm just saying you know a lot of people have a lot of great ideas and stuff. Well, my my book is kind of simple. I'm like the spoon blade of werewolf. Pardon? I'm like the sling blade of werewolf. You see the movie Sling Blade, right? Yeah. Okay, yeah, that that's me. Okay, that was a joke. It was a bad joke, no. but it was a joke. <laughs> no, I, well, I okay. will tell you this. Um, Nick, and Nick is inside. I guess he's talking to his parents right now. Uh, Nick is a big fan of yours. Oh, thank and you. And when, when you submitted his book, I read your book, Dark Shadows, it is a fantastic book. Okay? Yeah. I don't normally say that, but you are a very clever, clever man. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. No, no you are. You're, you are a brilliant writer. And, you know, if Nick accepts a book, it's because he believes in the author and he believes in the book. And he, yeah. he definitely cannot wait to get more from you if you will accept him. Pardon? Very. I said Nick. Nick definitely wants to do more with you. Oh, I do too. Because he he definitely yeah he's inside right now, but he definitely wants to do more with you. And right. I I totally agree with him. You are a brilliant writer. Oh, thanks. I'm trying. I'm learning as I go. (laughs) That's the only way to do it is hands-on, baby. You don't learn by watching other people. You got to put your hands on it, and you got to do it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And and I think that's the greatest lesson learned. All you kids out there, put your hands on it. Don't watch people do it. Do it yourself. Yeah, I agree. 
So it, it's definitely been great having you on, and the Block Talk Radio, the British woman, Joe, you, you, you've heard her voice. Yeah. She will cut you off in a heartbeat. Yeah, that's <laughs> and, right. And, uh, so, uh, uh, Tom, tell yep. us where we can find you. And this is not Tom Sawyer with... Uh, Oh, I forgot his name all of a sudden. Oh, my gosh, you guys are all going to kill me because he's a famous author. What's his name? Well, I, I live in Waterford, Michigan. I guess, is that what you mean, where you can find me? Yeah, no, uh, What? where people can contact you at. Yeah, contact you, like, um, on Facebook. Yeah, Facebook. And uh, I do have a, I do have a website. www.writertomsawyer.com I also have uh, I think author Tom Sawyer uh, on Facebook too so they can get a hold of me there yeah and and let everybody know that you run your own Facebook page nobody runs it so if you want to talk personally to him it's him running the Facebook page yep and I'm glad to help or give advice to anybody that needs it. If, you know, if I can be of service or help that way, you know, I mean, I ask my friends that are writers all the time, well, hey, what do you think? So it doesn't hurt to bounce ideas and, you know, you know, um, brainstorm yeah. or, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. So. yeah, who knows? Might lead into collaboration at some point, you know, down the road, you know. Of like an anthology book or something. Now I'm, I'm trying to talk some friends the same of mine. Too. I'm to talk some friends of mine into a. They do an anthology every year for the Great Lakes Association of Horror Writers, called the Glow. Oh. Uh, I'm trying to talk them into uh, basically doing their next anthology, trying to do it like Twilight Zone themed stories, you know. I, I, I'm a Twilight Zone kid. I grew up watching that, and that's just my biggest, probably my biggest writing influence is Rod Serling and the Twilight Zone. I love Twilight Zone. I I I love it. It's on Netflix and Hulu Plus. You can watch yeah, Twilight Zone anytime you want. Oh yeah, I I, I especially like the new their New Year's on Sci Fi Channel because then I can. Oh yeah. yeah you know. <laughs> Doesn't uh, you know, is Forrest Whitaker? Forrest Whitaker isn't he the new host of the Twilight Zone? Or what's he, he hosting? He was. He, he hosted. He was. he was when they revived it in the late eighties, nineties. I want to yeah, say early. Like and I don't, you know, want to predate myself and go like uh it was the year 2004 where <laughs> I was not co-hosting anything except for a frog. <laughs> oh, never mind. Ah, uh, you got to love Bruce Whitaker, though. Great actor right there. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he is awesome. I I knew he was, but I was right though, right? He did some of the the revamp. Yeah, I think he did. Yeah. Yeah, he yeah. Did. I love Twilight Zone, and he's so serious all the time. Okay, and I love him on Family Guy too. 
But American so Dad. Was... He's on American Dad. He's on American Dad. Yeah, he's Jeez. great. All right, okay. The British okay. woman is about to cut a thought. Okay. Who is going to send um, out non-link style? Well, uh, it was an honor and a privilege uh, being on your show, Francie. Thank you. Oh, you've Always been great. Always a And Always i got to tell you, I've, I've actually learned a lot from you with writing. So you are, and I definitely want to pick your mind more. Because oh, free, your hey. creations are amazing. <laughs> Well, thank you. I appreciate that. I guess I will try to take this out. But go ahead, Tom or Francie. Okay. Um, definitely, uh, Tom, I would like to maybe call you at some point and maybe you can help me collaborate on my werewolf, too. Okay. I'd be, I'd be happy to. Thank you. Uh, yeah, I, I would definitely find it as an honor if you were to help me do this. And, you know, because I, I, I love your mind. And I want to send you a, a, an e-copy of Werewolf 2. I will try to do that for you tonight. If not, I will do it for you tomorrow evening. And, Joe, i got to send you an e-copy. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. We. Yeah, and... Uh, yeah, so. and, you know, I look forward to it. Oh, okay. I thought I sent you one, Joe. I guess not. Oh, cool, you cool. probably, if you did, if you did, you did. This is me. Hi, I'm Joe. I, I don't, no, I don't pick <laughs> up things. No. <laughs> what was that? Oh, you better read that. Book. I'm not sending you a copy again, Joe. Well, don't worry. Uh, you know, I, I promise I'll be reading it. Uh, yes. As I said, I'm taking this out jam link style or, or whatnot. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to send this out jam link style. Uh, okay. All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, you've entered the Twilight Zone. <laughs> and oh, whoops, uh, sorry, wrong uh, ending. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, from Francie and Brian, this has been Javelin signing up with Jan Link, who is not here, but we wish him well. And of course, the lovely Leah, who may still be with us or not. I just don't know. But I would like to also give special thanks to Tom Sawyer. Not the rush tune awesome, uh, for yes. being on, and uh, oh, there she is, and of course, and uh, Francie and Nick for hosting along with us here on Francie and Friends. Until next week, uh, Leah, you want to say goodbye? <laughs> goodbye. Good night, all. Hey, hey, Tom. Goodbye. If if you're ever wondering who John Link is. We're we're gonna give yeah. you a little dose of John Link. Are you ready for John Link? Sure. These are some clips we put together with John Link and we're gonna we're gonna send it out. We love John Link. I mean he is right, Joe. Joe? Did Joe hang up? 
Okay, well, this is this is John Link, and we love John Link, and this is actually John Link on our show. He is just fantastic. All right, here we go, John Link. Yeah, I once got to kiss Linnea Quigley on screen. I got a question. We got an answer. Well, is it, is Red Snapper a fish or a turtle? It's a vegetable. Is it? Mm-hmm. I didn't even know that. I thought it, I, first I thought it was a turtle, then a fish. Finally, it's a vegetable. Hmm. Yes, yes, it's a very nice vegetable. you got to eat it fresh. Yes. So the bottom of the ocean, though, you got to go diving, and you got to oh. grab it with your hands, and then you come Oh, up. well. <laughs> you got to be careful, because these are the kind of vegetables the sharks like to eat. So if you got that kind of vegetable in your hand, a shark might come and get you. Well. <laughs> and yet, another great sound clip for the John Link fan. This is a very important question for John, because the last time that we were on the air with John, the last thing that we heard John say was that he was going to stab his brother. Well, we won, and we won women the right to control their own bodies. Uh, yeah, that was the retard. The retard didn't bother me. I'll stab you! I'll stab you! Well, on that I'll note, ladies and gentlemen, I think I'm going to bid you all a fond adieu and prepare for, <laughs> and prepare for my blizzard.
Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.